Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. We are going to do something different as we move into this month, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about this as well. Uh, Lord has um, kind of done this the last, uh, not last year, but I think the year before and the year before that. We just kind of take a break from the study that we're doing uh, and focus on a, a couple different things during this Christmas time. And so uh, that's what we're doing this year. We're going to look at the character of some characters of Christmas. And uh, I, I was looking through this as the Lord was impressing on my heart. And I was thinking, man, what an amazing experience they had and I know that we we talk about that we we um, we try to wrap our mind around that and some people kind of focus on that more than others but uh, I, I was as I've shared with them many times before I try to put myself in these people's shoes sometimes and that's hard to do and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second but uh, man this is a, an amazing story and uh, we, we we're going to go through this and I, I want to say a couple things before we do this we see, a, a, and this has been said for many years, we see a wholesale commercialization of Christmas. That's just the truth of it. And many of us, uh, we, we, we get a part of it. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with giving gifts, decorating, um, any of that stuff. There, there, I'm not going to do a, a theological lesson or, or, or a, a seminary thing. But we know that the history of Christmas has uh, what we would say, uh, it's, it's, um, uh, how, how, how am I going to say this? We, we have, there's, uh, there's pagan celebrations, okay? Pagan celebrations. The church came along and said, uh, we're going to do something to combat this pagan celebration. And so we're going to celebrate uh, the birth of Christ at this, at this time. We, there's no evidence that we have that, uh, concrete evidence that Jesus Christ was born in December, let alone December 25th. Um, it could have been in September. It could have been in uh, January. It could have been in, in the spring. Uh, most people think that it was probably somewhere in between September and October, August, September, uh, October, August, September, October. <laughs> Um, in, in that frame, but it could have been December. We take this time to say, just as it was saying uh, throughout the service today in that special, we take this time uh, of year to say, we have something so great to celebrate. Uh, we should be celebrating just like we say at Easter time all year long, uh, but the fact that Emmanuel, God with us, uh, was sent for a purpose is so important. It's, it should be something that we celebrate um, with excitement it should be an exciting time um, this is hope coming so uh, I want to say this giving gifts are good it shouldn't be the focus uh, at this time uh, a lot of times people stress over how much money they're gonna spend or what they're gonna get and what they're gonna give uh, that shouldn't be the focus at all um, we should be 100% focused on how much God has given to us and we then should say you know what I enjoy uh, giving because God has given to me uh, just, a, a, again, a, a, a response to that gift. And so uh, let's move on in this. First person we're going to look at this morning is Joseph. Uh, look at this character. We're going to examine him as much as possible. 
and we'll see what God has for us. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for allowing us to be here again. Thank you for the opportunity to worship you. Thank you for sending your son. Lord, thank you for this time of year that we uh, have set apart. Lord, again, we celebrate it all year long because those of us who are saved, uh, Lord, we know that it, it, it didn't happen. Our salvation didn't happen except for you coming to this earth and living a sinless life, dying on the cross, shedding your blood to pay for our sins. Uh, Lord, being buried, risen again, Lord, we realize uh, this is something we celebrate, should celebrate every single day. Uh, but Lord, as we are focusing now on this, this what we consider Christmas story, I pray that we take from this everything you want for us to take from it. Lord, as we look at uh, this man that you chose uh, to be the earthly father of your son, Jesus, Lord, help us to see from him this great example that I believe he was for us, uh, for men, for fathers, for husbands, for women, for, for it, children, everybody. Lord, just a great example uh, for us even today. And so, Lord, I pray that you would use me as a vessel. Uh, just speak the words that you want spoken uh, through me, Lord, that you would be glorified, that your will is accomplished. And God, I also pray that if there's someone here that has never experienced that free gift of salvation, Lord, if they've never uh, come to that place uh, where they realize they were a sinner, and that's the reason you came to this earth. That's the reason why uh, we talk about Christmas, is the fact that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son. Lord, if there's someone here like that, they would give their life to you. Lord, they would surrender their all, and they would experience uh, what it is to be saved and be your child. Uh, Lord, just move now, and we'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I remember being engaged long ago to my wife. I said engaged, engaged what? Engaged to my wife long ago. Um, and it, I was so excited. I was so excited to be married, and I, I was so excited to be engaged. Many of you uh, know the story. Some of you don't know the story, but how I engaged, uh, how I engaged her, how I engaged her, how we got engaged, how I proposed to her uh, was on Christmas morning, and uh, I coordinated with her parents and said, I want to come over really, really, really early, well before I know the time that she'll be up on Christmas morning, and I had roses, and I had the ring, and I just surprised her like that. I was so excited to propose to her. I was so excited to be married and uh, just an exciting time. And you hear people along the way when you, you, know, you get engaged, they tell you that marriage has its ups and its downs. It has its really good times and sometimes you're going to have those bad times. And people tell you that, people that have been married for decades. And, and in your mind as an engaged person, you're thinking, I, I, I get that. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 I grasped that a little bit, and during the engagement time, depending on how long it was, um, you experience a tad of that, um, uh, of what those ups and downs may be. You see people, and you see their ups and downs sometimes, and in the back of your mind, you think, okay, I don't think that we're going to have as many problems as they do. <laughs> and you start thinking, I, I, I think our ups are going to far outweigh our downs. And uh, matter of fact, we might not have any problems at all. I mean, we work out these ups and downs in the engagement time, and when we get married, I mean, it might be all good. You know, and our, so in our, in our minds, that naivety, uh, we, we, we could get to thinking that. But anyways, in your mind, in our minds, we think we know, right? And then we get married, and then we know. 
that the challenges are real. real. The struggles are real. <laughs> the battles are real. The attacks are real. Uh, this, all of them. All of it is, is real. We, we lift it and we realize this is reality. Now, I don't want to take away from this that marriage has many, many, many amazing blessings and benefits. And I praise God for them, man. That, that, you know, I, I think honestly, if there weren't the blessings and, 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 and the, uh, the, the good times in marriage, nobody would be married, of course. But um, amazing benefits and blessings in marriage. But sometimes the struggles that we go through are, are life-altering. They, they change our lives. They change our marriage. Uh, those struggles, those, those battles we go through. And in our character assessment this morning, we're looking at Joseph again. and A man that while he was engaged, while he was a spouse to his wife, experienced something, and, and it was a struggle, that was absolutely life-altering. And, and we know this shaped the, the course of his future marriage. We know this shaped the, the course of his future life, his future family. This struggle, before he was even married... Would shape, would, would, would shape everything, both in the good and in the bad, and uh, what we would consider amazing. So this morning, I want to look at a few things and try to put ourselves in the position of this man. Uh, again, if you're a woman, I, I know that you say, well, I'm not a man, I, I can't, but, but you can see the circumstances that he went through. And again, I understand the culture and the times uh, shape mindsets. And so here in 2017, in an American culture, that has given us an American mindset, truly, that's, what, that's the reality, is completely different than the Jewish lifestyle of 2,000 years ago and the, 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 the Jewish mindset 2,000 years ago. So with all of this, I think that we can still put ourselves in this man's position, even in 2017, and in our lives, in our minds, say, how would I respond to this? How would this affect my life? What would it look like for me in my life? And so if you have your Bibles, if you can turn to Matthew chapter 1, we're going to begin in verse 18, and uh, you can take some time before this, if you, uh, some other time, I'm sorry, some other time, and, and uh, before our text, uh, see the lineage and, and some other things leading up to this. But verse 18, it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Now, for those of you who say, what does that mean, on this wise? In American terminology today, this is how it went down. This is how the story of Jesus, the birth of Jesus went down. And now we have to understand, as his mother was a spouse to Joseph, it says, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. When Mary, the mother of Jesus, was a spouse to Jesus, or to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child by the Holy Ghost. Understand, they haven't even married officially yet. This is, you say, well, we know this story. We know what this, we, we realize this. But they, they were in this place of a spousal. And again, I'll explain this in just a second. And this ton of bricks falls down on their lives. I mean, again, I, I remember me and Rochelle, we would talk, we would plan, we would dream. You know, we would, we would, this is the way it's going to be. And, you know, we talk about we're going to have, you know, two kids or three kids or four kids or how, you know, just all these things in, in your plans and your dreams and, and all that stuff. And she, I mean, I'm sure she had all that excitement for about a month and a half until I said, hey, Lord's called me into ministry. And then she was like, oh, no, she was good. It was <laughs> But a ton of bricks falls down on Mary and Joseph. 
And I think that's something that we have to grasp because understand Jewish marriage 2,000 years ago uh, looked a little bit different than what it looked like for me and Rochelle or anybody else in here getting engaged and getting married for the most part. Uh, first of all, in the Middle Eastern culture at the time, for a woman to be pregnant out of wedlock was not good at all. It's still not today, but it was absolutely not good at all. Secondly, understanding the Jewish wedding and marriage situation at the time, marriages were primarily arranged by the parents. Um, and not only that, there were contracts that were negotiated. They, they worked out the terms of what was going to be done in these marriages and, and, and how much was going to uh, be paid. And after all this was accomplished, those two individuals that their parents worked out this marriage and worked out the negotiation of the contracts, they considered them married. They called them husband and wife. However, they didn't live together as husband and wife. Or have relations as husbands and wives. There was just an espousal. There was just uh, an engagement. There was just an agreement. There was a contract. But they were not to live together or to have uh, a marital relationship, if you will. Instead, the woman continued to live with her parents. The man continued to live with his parents or at his place. The waiting period was to demonstrate the faithfulness, the fidelity, the purity of the wife. And I would have to say, it had to also test the patience of the man. I mean, that's just the truth and the, uh, in, in the reality of it. But if this woman was to be found with child during this period, if this is what goes on, then she was obviously not pure, not faithful, and had to be involved in a sinful relationship. Therefore, the marriage could be annulled. The, the husband could, could back out. He could call it off. He could say, you know what? No contract, no deal. This is not going to happen. However... After the one-year waiting period, if you will, if the bride was found to be pure, if she was faithful in the engagement, then the husband would go to the wife's house in this grand procession, and he would lead his bride back to his house. There they would begin to live together finally as husband and wife, and of course consummate the marriage physically. So, you see this predicament that this miraculous conception seemed to put Joseph in. I, I want you, again, to put yourself in his shoes and imagine the conversation. I mean, you, you know that you trust God. You, you uh, again, put yourself there. I trust God. I believe him 100%. He is God. I trust him. No questions asked. You believe everything he says in his word is true. That's where you're at. But you have never heard of a miraculous conception. You've never heard of someone being impregnated, boop, just like that. I mean, that's just the way it happened. I'm pregnant, you know. So Mary has this conversation with Joseph, and she tells him, Joseph, sit down. I would rather stand. <laughs> no, you need to sit down. <laughs> You're really going to need to sit down for this because I have to tell you, I'm pregnant. And I don't know what kind of makeup uh, Joseph had. I don't know if he was a, a really like, ah, man, or if he was uh, just a, an internalizing man where he just, she told him and he just shut down. That's it. I'm done. You know, or maybe, again, maybe he was just real outward and loud and he's like, what? 
Who is he? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to find out who this guy is. And Mary's response is, well, see, what had happened was <laughs> the he is God. Now, at that point, again, you believe God, you believe his word, but you've never heard of miraculous conception. And, and, and here you have your, your engaged, uh, your, your spouse, wife, and she's telling you that she's pregnant, but God is the father. Nobody else, no other way, it just happened, you know. And again, as much as you believe God, as much as you trust in even the miracles of the Old Testament, you know what God did with, 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 the, uh, with the Jews and, 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 and bringing them out of Egypt and all of the miracles, you believe it all. But not once in Scripture, not once in history has it ever been said that God was conceived in the womb of a woman miraculously. So here Joseph is, faced with this scenario. Again, he had dreams. We're going to have kids. We're going to live in Nazareth. We're going we're to do all these things. I'm going to have this business. It's going to grow. It, my, my, my sons are going to come over, and we're gonna, just going to expand this business. We're going to serve God. You know, all these things. And all of a sudden, everything is turned upside down, changed in his life. And now Joseph is facing a decision. He's facing a situation. What's he going to do? How is he going to go through this? And so that's what verse 19 tells us. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, but listen to this, but he's, and he's also not willing to make her a public example, he was minded to put her away privily. Let's read on, though. It says, while he thought on these things, though, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take, uh, to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, which Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. So he says, you're going to call him God is salvation, Jehovah is salvation, for he shall save his people from their sins. Verse 22, now all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. So again, not that he didn't know that Scripture said that, because Joseph is just man, walked with God, trusted God, all those things, but he had never known it to happen. And, and, and think about that. Think, think about you. Think about me, just a normal person. And all of a sudden, God is, is going to fulfill prophecy, a big prophecy, in your life. And you think, ain't no way. <laughs> there ain't no way. I mean, I know I am. There's no way that God would do that in our life, that he would do anything like that in my life. And again, we know, and we'll, we'll see this in the next character assessment, if, if the Lord is willing, with Mary, she was thinking the same thing. Like, who am I? Why me? Why does my life have to get turned upside down? But notice there that Joseph, after knowing this about Mary, had a real struggle. He, he, was, he was thinking on, the, on this, the, the Bible says. He had a huge decision to make. And he had decisions to make after that. This is a big deal. And as he was thinking about what he was going to do, the angel of the Lord, which in many instances um, is a, a Christophany or a Theophany, which is a, is a pre-incarnate 
uh, showing of Jesus Christ or, or a manifestation of God himself. Uh, either way, speaking either as God or speaking for God, the angel of the Lord comes to Joseph in the dream and tells Joseph what's going on, and he tells Joseph what he should do. Think about that for a second. What an amazing blessing from God. I've never faced a predicament like this, and no, neither has anybody else on this earth. Only Mary and only Joseph. I, I cannot imagine what Joseph was going through. I mean, we've, I've faced some big decisions in life. I mean, life-altering decisions, life-changing decisions. I mean, monumental decisions and, and struggles and battles and attacks and, and all those things. But I've never been in this situation that he's been in. I mean, because you got to know that he's thinking, man, if this is true, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, God isn't married, you know. I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry Mary, and we're going to raise the Son of God. You know, I mean, his mind had to just be blowing. And then on the other side, but what if this isn't true? What if, what if she really had, what if she was unfaithful? I can't trust her. She went away, and, and she has somebody I don't even know, and, 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 and I'm not going to marry her and raise somebody else's child. I mean, again, this battle in his mind going back and forth and, and, and really struggling with this. And God throws Joseph some really big help. <laughs> I mean, think about this. He's, he's really struggling with this decision, and he lays down his head at night one, uh, to, to sleep one night, and God comes to him in a dream, and the angel of the Lord specifically telling him, this is what is going on, and this is what you need to do. Now, we don't have the angel of the Lord telling us stuff like that in dreams. If you do, don't tell me. No, <laughs> keep that with you and God. But we do have some things. We have the very word of God. We have the very spirit of the living God to guide us and instruct us in this life. The Bible tells us in John chapter 16, verse 13, we saw this last week, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. So we have the spirit of God to help us, to instruct us, to guide us in what is true. We have the word of God to, to stand on, to, to follow, to obey. We have all these resources. But think about this. Again, Joseph is struggling with this. I mean, this is not just, and again, he was a smart man. He was a just man. There's no doubt in my mind about this. But he's thinking, what if I mess this up? And, and I think a lot of us have been there in, in major decisions before. We're thinking, I really think I'm supposed to do this, but I'm not sure about this. Or I really don't think I'm supposed to do this. I, 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 but... What if I mess it up? Again, I, I didn't have any doubts, no questions, no worries like that concerning Rochelle when we got engaged. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, but there was something in, in my life that I, I really, really, really battled uh, shortly after we got engaged. And that was, well, during that time. And that was surrendering to ministry. Because my battle was this, God, I don't want to mess this up. That's honest. I, I was praying that every single day. God, if this is not you calling me, if this is just me, because at the time of my life, I was just trying to 
I figure out what God wanted me to do. And, I, and, and looking back, I realized God was not giving me direction because he was wanting me to draw close to him as he was calling me into ministry. And, and I was just, I, I was just I never had, you know, any direction at all. And God began to impress on my heart this call to ministry. And I'm telling you what, as that began to be heavier and heavier and more real, more real in my life, I was praying, God, I don't want to mess this up. Lord, if this is not you, please, please, please. Don't, make me, don't let me make a decision that's not right. Because, God, I don't, I don't want to do something and then get down the road and then really make an ugly mess of things. And again, I, I can imagine Joseph was thinking the same thing. God, if this is, I mean, I can't imagine how this is what you want me to do. This is not the way our life was supposed to go. But God sends the angel to the Lord and tells him, this is what's going on. This is what you're supposed to do. In verse 24, Joseph being raised up from sleep. Listen to these next words. Did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him. And he took unto him his wife, and he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. He did exactly as God told him to do. So in the character of Joseph, number one, I think we can see many things and we're going to talk about this inside this point number one but I think it, it gives us a great example of how to handle adversity rightly or how to rightly handle adversity the Bible tells us that Joseph chose to trust God essentially he chose to trust God at his word and I believe that Joseph had done that up until this point because the Bible says he was a just man he was a righteous man. He did what was right. And so Joseph chose to trust God at his word and be obedient. As a result, he was faced with a marriage, a family that would no doubt be notorious his entire life. And think about that again. Listen to what, what I'm saying. Joseph chose to trust God at his word, to do things God's way. I'm going to do things the way you told me to do them, God. And in that choice, in that decision, what that would mean for Joseph is that his family would be notorious. I didn't say famous. I didn't say, you know, popular and everybody loved him. I said notorious in his lifetime. Now, today, we may think they're famous. We may think, oh, man, Joseph and Mary, they're the superstars of, of, of the New Testament. I mean, they, they birthed Jesus, you know. I mean, Mary did, and Joseph raised him. But at the time, Joseph made this decision. This adversity was coming against him. This ton of bricks had fallen down on him. The struggle was in front of him. All these decisions had to be made. And Joseph could have said, I don't know that I believe you, God. Or to believe you, to trust you, God, at your word, to do things your way, God, means that I'm going to suffer. And I don't know that I want to do that my whole life. I don't know that I want to trust you that much. See, Joseph could have allowed the what-ifs to rule his decision. What if it turns out not to be good? What if, what if I lose everything? 
What if nobody wants to buy my carpentry? What if we're cast out of the city? What, what, what? He could have allowed the what-ifs to rule his decisions. And along with that, he could have allowed fuel, uh, fear to fuel his, his choices. He could, have allowed, he could have allowed these things, this worry, but, 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 but how am I going to provide for my family if, if I lose my job? Nobody wants to buy carpentry from me. I have no other skills. I don't know what to do. Uh, what if all these things fall apart in my life? How, how, how are we going to live? How are we going to survive? How are we going to do this? He could allow fear. Again, to fuel his choices. He could have also allowed his own selfish desires to sway his resolve. He could have said, you know what? I don't want to live with the embarrassment my whole life. I don't want to live with people making fun of me my whole life. I don't want to, I don't want to raise a son that's truly not my son. I want to do my own thing. I had my own plan. I had my own path. I had it all laid out, and now it's not like that. And I don't know that I want to do it. He could allow selfish desires to do that. And please listen to this one, too. He could have acted in emotion, and he could have acted in haste and missed all of the miracles that he experienced. See, he, he, could, have, he could have said, you know what? As soon as, as soon as Mary came to him and said... Look, here's the deal, and the problem, and the situation, and everything presented before him. He could have said, I don't like it. I don't want it. I'm angry. I'm mad. My life has changed. I don't want this anymore. He could have turned and walked away. And had he acted in emotion, had he acted in haste, he would have missed all of the amazing miracles in his life and in his family life, in his family's life to come. But so what did Joseph do? Again, we saw that he trusted God at his word. He trusted God at his word. The emotions didn't line up. The, the, the plan didn't line up. The, the, the struggle, all of those things didn't line up. But what Joseph chose to do is say, God, you said this, and you told me to do this. I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to do this. Even if no one else believes me, even, uh, even if no one else gets it even if it means me losing everything losing my friends my family people calling us crazy yes. i'm still going to trust you and do things according to your Praise word <clears throat> but joseph doing that would be the man that married crazy mary Who claimed to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, come on. Claimed to carry the Messiah. Mary, who are you? Like God would choose you. Yeah, come on. You know? Who even would probably, and I would say probably, definitely did get ridiculed with each of his sons that came along after Jesus. Hey, Joseph, this one yours? <coughs> hey, Joseph, is this one yours? <laughs> See, in the situation that was presented, Joseph would be the father that would raise that child who would eventually not stay and build the family business, but leave the family business to do a work that he said he was sent to this earth to accomplish. 
only to be ridiculed, only to be rejected by his own family and his own countrymen. To see his son do that. Again, every, every, you know, those of you who have raised children that have gone and, and left the house, and, and some of them had made really good decisions, some of them had made really bad decisions, and those ones that go along and they make those bad decisions, you say, man, I, I just wish I could just change them. Why would they make a decision like that? Why would they, why would they choose that? I don't, they should do this, they should do that, and it would be better for them if they did that. Again, Joseph could have put himself in that situation where Jesus, you know, what are you talking about? I don't understand the things that you're talking about. Look, we've got a carpentry business. You've helped me up to this point. You should stay and build and maybe even start your own carpentry business off of us. That Joseph would be that father, but not only see his son do that, but you'd see this son die for those very people who would forsake him, who would reject him, who would make fun of him. Joseph would see that son suffer right before his own eyes. And in man's eyes, unjustifiably suffer. Joseph, in making this choice to trust God, please listen, would choose a life of hurt, would choose a life of difficulty, would choose a life of sacrifice, would choose a life of ridicule. That's what he was choosing. To trust God and to do it God's way, that's what Joseph was choosing and saying when he got up from that dream and when he, when he said, all right, I'm going to marry, marry Mary because that's exactly what I was told to do by God and I'm going to raise Jesus as my son. I'm going to do these things because this is what God told me to do and I'm going to trust God. He chose all of the negative. He chose all of those bad things that in our lives we'd say, man, you're crazy to choose that. Just walk away, find another woman, get into another contract, build your life, live your life, be comfortable, experience all the things that you want in this life. And man, you won't ever regret it. He could have done that. But he chose to trust God. And somebody said, man, if I'm not a Christian or somebody's not a Christian, you come and tell them, listen, if you trust God, it may mean sacrifice. It may mean hurt. It may mean struggle. It may mean all these things. Who would want to trust God? Yeah, he chose those things. But by trusting God and doing things God's way, Joseph would also experience something that no other man ever experienced or would ever experience. He experienced the blessings that were so unique. He would endure this suffering because of what he knew and what he believed in God's word. He would endure the hurt because of what he knew and what he believed in God's word. He would do that. He would endure the ridicule. He would go through it as, as he passed through the marketplace or as he was carrying his carpentry through the town and, and try to sell it at the marketplace. And, and the other men were there mocking him and laughing at him. And as Jesus was walking by, he would go through all of that because he knew what God said and he believed God's word. Even more as other men's sons Maybe around the same age of Jesus would grow up and they'd become those, those young men. And, and, and Joseph would see those sons carrying on the family business, lifting up their name, those, 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 those fathers standing proudly in the marketplace. Yeah, this is my son. He, he, was, he, was, he was doing this work 
when he was just a, a little boy and, and now he's taking our business off to somewhere else. We make more money than we could ever imagine now because of my son right here. And Joseph's son was off in the temple. Others' men's sons would go off, and here it is. They would marry. And they would give to them grandsons and granddaughters. But not Joseph's son, Jesus. Maybe other men's sons would go off into government and politics and, and become famous men there in, in Jerusalem and all Israel. And Joseph's son, Jesus, wouldn't do that. Jesus... Joseph's sons would be mocked. He'd be beaten, laughed at, and of course killed. He would even cause a revolution. Many people would follow Joseph's son only themselves to be killed for the cause. Again, this is from a man's perspective. It doesn't sound great from that perspective. But again, no other man would experience the blessings that Joseph did in the midst of of all of the worldly trouble. All of the problem, all the struggle, all the sacrifice, all the hurt, all the ridicule, all the things that if somebody walked up to us and said, here, this is what you're going to get when you choose to trust Jesus, that we would slide it across the table again and say, no, thank you. I don't want to have to sacrifice my whole life. I don't want to be made fun of my whole life. I don't want difficulty and struggle and worry and fear. I don't want all those things my whole life. I want comfort and peace. I want, I want all the good things in life. But again, Joseph experienced something and blessings only because he trusted God. So handling mercy in this way, in a way that's honor to God, requires those things. Those things like trusting God above all. Yeah. Trusting and obeying God's word without fail. Amen. Saying, you know what? This is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. This is what I, I really want to do. But this is what God's word says to do. And so this is what I'm going to do. But it also means not leaning on man's understanding. And there's people that try to talk people out of things and into things all the time based on man's understanding and reasoning and mess things up terribly. I mean, things may end up smooth in this life, but what blessings and miracles are they missing from God? He had some choices to make. And the truth is this, character successfully guides us through our choices in adversity. The Bible says that Joseph was a just man. It was because he was a just man, because he trusted God, that when he was faced with this adversity, he chose to trust God. He chose to obey God at his word. He chose to not go on man's understanding, but to go on the very word of God. Joseph's character got him through these decisions. He was a just man, but he was also something very important before we move on to this last point real quick, is this. He was a selfless man. The Bible says that he didn't want to put Mary away as a public example. He cared about her. He, he, he wanted to make sure that he was considering Mary in this situation, even above himself. Think about this. That means that Joseph had more of concern about others than he did even his own sacrifice. Many times we make decisions, even when we say spiritual decisions or, or, or decisions in our life, and we think, well, I think this is what I want to do because of this, and we don't even think about other people. Joseph 
you know what, I'm not going to do this. He could have been selfish. It's not my child. I want my own son. This isn't what I planned. He could have been that way. He could have considered other, other people's opinion more than God's. He could have thrown a selfish fit. He could have done all those things and missed being a part of the greatest miracle ever. He could have missed the blessings, being used by God, being, being an example for God. He could have missed all those things. On top of caring for God in the flesh. That blows your mind. Here, Joseph, I, I'm going to entrust you to raise God in the flesh. He so tenderly cared for him and led him. Amazing miracles that God can work happen when we trust him, just like Joseph. Even when we don't see anything but negative. Did you hear that? Even when you don't see anything but negative and bad, if, if I do this, listen, God can do these miracles when we just trust him. And on the other hand, the great mess that we can make when we don't trust him and don't do things God's way. You say, man, I, I really think I just want to do this this, this time. I've seen, unfortunately, people go through great adversity and struggle in their life, and, and, and you can see them fall on one side or the other many times. It's the people that, that go through this great adversity, life-altering experience, whether, whether it's mourning or loss or, or, or whatever the case may be, and, and, and they choose to do it their way. And, and you look at their life and they just continue to flail and to flop. And they can't land on their feet. It's just a constant, continual, just back and forth. And where are they going? What are they doing? Just, just that. And then you see people, on the other hand, who go through the same type of life-altering struggles and, 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 and losses and, and all those things. And they determine with great resolve, I'm just going to stay faithful to God. I'm just going to stay true to his word. I'm just going to continue to, to obey him at his word. And it's those people that God continues to pull through that struggle. It doesn't mean that their hurt is any less than these people or their struggle is any less than these people. But they continue to push forward. And God continues to bless and use them. And they stay on their feet by the grace of God. Secondly, this, this morning as we close is we learned from Joseph how to handle responsibility rightly. Again, he could have left Mary, but his character didn't afford him to leave Mary. He, he couldn't, because of who he was, walk away. He could have left responsibility to another man. Because you know what? If God conceived him, let God raise him. You know, Joseph took up the responsibility of his leading his family in the ways of God. That's what he chose to do. Regardless of what they came up against, regardless as they were walking to the temple as a family to perform the duties that they had as a family, as people made fun of them or, or didn't want to walk next to them and, and knew that they were that weird family, Joseph still, year after year, regardless of what came up, regardless of what sacrifice it meant, Joseph led his family in the ways of God. And he showed us what a godly person does when they're given responsibility. This is what a godly person does when they're given responsibility. And so I really don't have any responsibility. If you have life, God has entrusted you with it. 
If you have a wife or a husband, God's entrusted you. If you have children, God has entrusted you. If you have grandchildren, God has entrusted you. If you have a ministry that you lead or serve in, God's entrusted you. If you have a job to work and a bride for your family, God has entrusted you. If you have salvation as a gift from God, God has entrusted you. So when we see Joseph and the way that he chose to go in his decisions, his responsibility, he did it right, it's because of his character, because of who he was. The Bible tells us Luke chapter 2 as the musicians make their way. Verse 22, when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses was accomplished, according to the law of Moses is what God's word says, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. They did what God wanted them to do. Verse 23, as it is written in the law of, of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. They did what God said to do. Verse 39, and when they have performed all the things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city of Nazareth. When the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Verse 41, now his parents went to Jerusalem. Listen, every year at the feast of the Passover, and when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Listen, Joseph didn't say, you know what? Wow, God's blessed me. I, I'm raising the Messiah, and I, I guess maybe God's just going to carry us along. No, he took up the responsibility and did what we are supposed to do in our life. He trusted God and did things God's way. The question that has to be asked, though, is what would he have missed if he didn't choose to do things God's way? Please get this. This is, this is the end of this. He would have missed so much. Listen, just like we do. When we don't take the responsibility of what God has entrusted to us. When we don't say, you know what, God has given me life. God has given me salvation. He's given me a wife. He's given me a husband. He's given me children. He's given me opportunity to serve him. He's given me freedom. He's given me all these things. And when we don't take up the responsibility to say, you know what, I'm going to do things God's way because he's entrusted me with all these things. We miss so much. We miss so much. See, while Jesus didn't get married to a woman, he as the bridegroom would have a bride. Yes, sir. Come on. And he would do something that no other son that Joseph yeah. ever had would do. He didn't bear him grandchildren, but he has his own children. Hey. And God did bless Joseph, by the way. Yes, he did. Brother. Joseph also had Judah. Yeah. He had James. He had Joseph, and he had Simon. Sons that would marry, sons that would have children, that would have their own children, his line would go on. But because Joseph handled adversity in an integral way, because he said, you know, I'm going to do it things God's way. Because of that, the blessings remain to this day. And I hope that you don't miss this this morning. I can guarantee you this. If Joseph could be here this morning, he would stand in front of all of us and say, look, I don't know what adversity you're facing. I don't know what decisions you're trying to make. I don't know how bad your life is right now. But I believe Joseph would say this. Everything I went through negatively was worth it. 
and my trust of God to choose things, to do things God's way, after every, everything was, was, was over with and here's our life, this is the way it is. Now we have this baby, everyone thinks that, that Mary's lying, that I'm a fool. I'm choosing to trust you, God. Joseph could have got angry, could have got mad, he could have got selfish even after all of that and said, you know what, I'm just gonna pull back. I used to go every year to the, to the Feast of the Passover to celebrate God's redemption and God's salvation. I used to, to, to choose every day to follow God's path, but now my life seems just messed up. I think I'm just going to pull back a little bit. He could have done that, but he didn't. As a just man, as a man of character, he said, God has done so much for me. And even though I don't have any answers, I don't understand it all, I don't know what lies ahead, I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to continue to be obedient to his word. I'm going to be faithful to God to my dying day. That's what my life's going to be. And that's the way our life needs to be. We need to say, you know what? There's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. There's no other way. If you're here this morning, you're going through something, again, I'm not Joseph by far. We've gone through some great tragedies, great trials, great struggles. Many of you have gone through bigger ones. But there's no other path than to trust God and to continue to do things His way. I want to encourage you this morning. I may say, you know, I, I, I've really been battling in this, Brother Cal. Maybe just come down this morning and say, God, give me that resolve that Joseph had. Is just keep trusting you, to keep being faithful to you, to keep being obedient to your word, to just go your way. Even if I don't have the answers and I don't know what lies ahead, God, I want that type of faith. I want that character that Joseph had. And if you're here, you've never trusted Jesus for salvation. I want to invite you this morning. We'll have two men down here. They can show you in God's word exactly how you can be saved. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much. For this time, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for allowing us to see a great example. I know that Joseph wasn't sinless. I know that he, even as a father, probably made many, many mistakes. But God, he did some things right. And because he chose to trust you, because he chose to go your way and to continue to be obedient to you and your word, God, you blessed him. And 2,000 years later, we're still talking about the example that he is. Lord, may our lives have that type of impact for your kingdom because of our trust in you. Not for our name, but for your name's sake. We talk about Joseph because of what you did in his life. Because, because of what you did through his life. It's not because of him. We talk about you because of you. He was a vessel. Lord, I pray that our lives would be vessels too. That we would, again, just trust you and be obedient to you. Lord, I don't know what everybody's going through in this room, but you do. And I pray that those that are struggling, that are, that are facing adversity, that maybe the, the ton of bricks have already fallen down in their life as well, that they would see this example, this message this morning, and see how Joseph approached, went through the adversity that he faced. They would take heart and find encouragement and choose to do the same thing. Lord, just move now in this invitation. We'll praise you for it. In Jesus' name.